You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. That's hot. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. Mr. Clean's kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's buff and he cleans. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge. It's not an overreaction Monday. It's not a victory Monday. Nobody played any sports as far as football or meaningful sports this weekend in the Madison area. Badgers didn't play. Packers didn't play. Brewers had everything already locked up. Yet somehow, Brandon Woodruff pulls off uh, Craig from Friday. How do you get hurt on your day off? You know, on Friday, how do you get fired on your day off, Matt Hamilton? How does Woodruff get hurt on his day off? Hurt so bad that he's not going to play... Uh, in the, the wild card against Arizona, and his playoff status is TBD. What the hell is going on in Milwaukee, Matt Hamilton? I have no idea. It feels what? a little bit like a curse after Devin Williams last year. But he at least punched the wall. Well, like, I know, this is just but like, like silly like, things that you don't, that you feel like you have control over. I don't know what he was doing on his day off, but whatever it is, he injured himself bad enough where he can't play the playoffs. So. And then you got Jesse Nelson, hall monitor from Willie and Tausch, out with, are we going with gout? Like, what is wrong with Jesse <laughs> Nelson? I, so I talked to him today, uh, partially because my wife works for uh, Dr. Robbo yes. and the uh, orthopedic team over there. Stoughton Health, yep. She, He was like, what do you think she would recommend for my like ailment? He said he was taking a shower and he couldn't even stand up in the shower. Like, his ankle just was so sore this morning and tender. Oh I don't know. He doesn't, but he doesn't remember remember rolling it or twisting it or any sort of like injury. I was like, eh, ice it and take some ibuprofen. That's what they'll tell you, but it's kind of it out. Kind of pathetic, though, right? <sighs> I mean, I I don't know. I haven't had like a phantom injuries in a long time, maybe ever. You're, so, I don't know. I tease you that you're old, but phantom injuries are things that like I would wake up with. <laughs> I mean. Jesse's the hall monitor. He's an old soul, and his ankles are as old as his soul. What he should do, Dr. Ravel obviously is, you know, if there's a medical issue, he could go do that. But otherwise, uh, he could go see my friends at Carbon World Health. I worked out there earlier today, had a great workout uh, with Dylan, the trainer over there, and, uh, you know, keeping the glutes tight, keeping the muscles tight. It was leg day, so it was glutes tight today. But I also uh, obviously uh, participate with semi-glutide over at Carbon World Health. And you can do that as well. It's helped me drop about 30 pounds. Uh, my body fat from my 23% down to 9.5%. So all that mean radio machine. Lean mean radio machine. But all that's helped because I was running around over at Lake Kiganza in Stoughton with the kids. The girls are a little faster now. So all of a sudden, <laughs> like I had to like gear it up for a minute. You know, like I had to like I was like, oh, especially Rosie. It felt like. My oldest, it was like the movie Terminator or the, the Terminator also just sneaking up on you. I'm the like, new T3s right, are even was, faster. Right. Yeah. I was like, dear God. Because she hasn't like chased after me in a while. So I was like goofing and jogging with Nola. And Nola was a little faster. I decided to go from like light jog to like a jog plus. Yeah. Then Rosie came in and I was like, whoa, I had to go. You like, got to run, buddy. She almost got me. But uh, it was a great time. I was a little bit, I didn't have an injury. I was Because I wasn't windy, but I was like a little bit of like, ah. Oh, Hammy's a little tight this morning because I was like sprinting to get away. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's but, not like you stretched and. But then up I for but it. then I went to Carbon and worked out and I'm here today. But Carbon World Health has cryo and red light therapy. So Jesse Nelson, even if he doesn't do anything, he could just still need use the car- recovery. Yeah, use the recovery at Carbon World Health, and you can do that. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com. But the cryo is a way to reduce swelling and it actually burns a decent amount of calories. Uh, and red light therapy is another way they yeah. can to get that done. As, as if you do have an injury. Go see my friends at Carbon World Health. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. It's the Monster Blue. You know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Uh, Jesse's chiming in. Yeah, it's pathetic. So, <laughs> hey, At least he, he he realizes it is what it is, right, Jesse? Like, yes. It, it, I'm sure it hurts your ego just as bad as your ankle hurts right now. Yes, but seriously, uh, the cryo could help. 
Uh, this is, uh, you get into the show, 844-770-3776. This is going to be a show about Jordan Love. We're going to get to the level meter. I want to talk about where he falls in the tiers of quarterbacks. I also want you to call in, 844-770-3776, with the most pathetic injury you've had in honor of Jesse Nelson. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got a good one. Yeah, just, I want, like, pathetic one would be, you know, you wake up, the crank neck sort of thing. Just something that's just a pathetic injury. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We all can just laugh at ourselves. Or maybe getting injured on your day off in yeah. honor of uh, Woodruff. Yes, injured on your day off too in honor of Woodruff. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Share an embarrassing injury story, and also. Uh, what tier, tier A, B, or C, would you put, which is one, two, or three, would you put Jordan Love in? But our first Iron Jock poll question will be slightly different. And you can chime in on this on the air as well, because I think it does line up a little bit here. 844-770-3776. What letter grade would you give uh, Jordan Love at the quarter poll? I know they've added an extra game, so it's not as t- not as clean as it used to be. Right. With the, But we're basically at the quarter poll right now yeah. for the Green Bay Packers, and that's where I want to start. What letter grade would you give Jordan Love? And then we'll figure out where we're going to tier him. But let's start with the letter grade, 844-770-3776. And we're going A down to D there? Yeah. Okay. Where would I put him? Honestly, he's pretty average. I'm gonna get, I, I'd give him like a C. I, he hasn't... So you're not graded on a curve? Because I have him as a C as well. Right. No, I'm thinking just kind of like straight up. I think he's as good as a lot of guys in the NFL... I don't think he's got a ton of like glaring issues. I think there's definitely things that need to be cleaned up and need to be polished. And I, I honestly, I'm still pleasantly surprised with where he's at because he is a lot better than I thought he was and what I gave him credit for. So I am excited for what Jordan Love is doing. But right now, I think he's at a C. He, he, the completion percentage isn't high enough. Um, we've had uh, he's had a couple moments. He came back in one game. Two games were a little bit rough, and we got well behind the eight ball early. I just think uh, I think he's doing as good as we could expect him to do at this point, and his trajectory certainly looks better than I thought it did initially, but I think he's a C right now. Yeah, and I don't want to get into tra- to trajectory because I was joking in the office, like, you know, Mr. Trubisky's, you know has done more. Mr. Trubisky and Mac Jones are still on the table. So is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill. So is, I guess, in theory, Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's all still on the table. Nothing's been wiped off the table outside of he's not Zach Wilson. He's not uh, Jamarcus Russell. Like, he's not right. He's not a bust. He's not uh, Josh Rosen. He's not busting out of the league as some guy that's not going to be starting games or at least, you know, at least thought of as a guy that could start games. That's not on the table for Jordan Love. Now it's where does he fall? Is he a guy who will end up starting? 60 NFL games in his life, like a Trubisky, uh, 100 plus, like uh, Jimmy G. Like where does he, where does he fall? Because if you like starting games matters. Like if you yeah. if you pick a guy in the first round and he starts, let's say he starts, uh, I don't know, 65, 70 games for the Packers. It's not a bad pick. No, I, I mean, I mean, depending how you do, right? right? But I mean, like, if you start that many games, you kind of you obviously I would assume you're decent. You're right. probably always, you know, 65, 70 games, you've probably been looking to replace them. But 844-770-3776, what letter grade would you give Jordan Love so far this season? And I want to know, in honor of Jesse Nelson's uh, embarrassing injury, or I don't even know what we call an injury, ailment, I want you to <laughs> chime in with your embarrassing injury or ailment. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. While we are taking us some stats to put around Jordan Love, we both, I'm with you, I give him a C. What right. about you, primetime war, Sean, behind the glass at the Everlight Solar Studio? Uh, if I can get real particular about it, I think I'd give him a B. No, no, yeah, no. I can't. I can't Solid get into that. Minus Why do you have to change? Just A, B, C, or D. He <laughs> literally bet, just set it up I, earlier. Then I'm giving just, him a B. I'm okay. Giving him a B. So you're grading on a curve. I am grading on a curve. Okay. I think it's fair and to grade him on a love. curve. He is I'm in. Well, obviously I'm in love, <laughs> but I'm grading on a curve because he didn't have the starts of the experience coming into the. This year, he had three seasons of sitting on the bench, absorbing the knowledge of Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, all those things. But still, live game reps, it's still too early to really grade him like we would, I think, guys like Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins, other guys who have been in the league. Well, I'm not great. I would give those guys higher than a C. Like, I would say Jordan Love, right? Those guys are better than a C. Jimmy G? Yeah. Jimmy G, really? Like, this year, maybe not. But for his career, he has had a probably a... If we're getting into the gray area, C plus B minus career. He's played in the su- yeah. he was the starting quarterback in an NFL team that went to the Super Bowl and won eight a- passes in that NFC championship game. Who won it? 
the, the 49ers, but not, not because of Jimmy G. <laughs> Bad case there, primetime. <laughs> like, Jimmy G, if the Packers get Jimmy G out of Jordan Love, that's a win. And that's just, but primetime brings up, like, and there is an entitled town here that Jimmy G is looked down upon in Green Bay. Like, that's not good enough. But most for the NFL Green teams would take Jimmy G even out of a first round pick. Yeah, he, he's a solid starting level quarterback, but I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Well, which, no, I don't think I don't think Jordan Love's ever going to be a franchise quarterback. I guess well, what do you call a franchise okay, quarterback? Maybe we have different definitions. Yeah. I would say franchise is a guy who you can win games, make it to the playoffs with year after year. Maybe you need to have a good team around him, and they're not, you know. Brett Farm. You're talking about Jimmy G? No, 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 because I don't think Jimmy G could actually... He's talking about like Joe Flacco. No, a little more than Joe Flacco. I would even say like Matthew Stafford. He was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at one point. Oh, okay, well, I mean... (laughs) Jimmy G is 54 and 23 as a starter. Yeah, okay, winning percentage for the quarterback, I don't think But you said win games with. Win games with, but he can actually win you games. Whereas I feel like Jimmy G's never won his See, but that's exactly where I think Jordan Love's going to fall, that you can win with, but not because of. Well, that's where we defer. Right. So, see, but there's no evidence you can win because of yet. Well, not yet. No. So here's the part where I find interesting is with Jordan Love, he's not a finished product, but I think it works in his favor. And plenty of other, like Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, those who were excited about what he could be this year, was because of the fact that when you get a guy like Jordan Love, any quarterback, you're fixing their mechanics from college because you still can get by on being a great athlete in college. So you're fixing their mechanics. So he had. Three full off-seasons and full seasons to get those mechanics figured out. Matt, what's one of the most important things in sports? Muscle memory? Probably. Well, repetition. Repetition 100%. and muscle memory. Now, yeah. obviously, gearing it up to another level, but the more you have that you can do behind closed door helps you with that muscle memory. Then it's, for Jordan Love here, now it's knowing the plays. And so now he knows all the plays. He knows his playbook backwards and forward. He's ran practices last year because Aaron Rodgers was hurt. And he did it during the COVID time, too, because Aaron Rodgers missed time. Right. So he had two out of, I don't know how many things there need to be the great quarterback, but I he mean, has two out of the three ready to go. And one of the, the third one, and in my opinion, or the third biggest, and what he is getting is that in-game experience. Seeing defenders line up in different spots and the way they move after the snap. He is going to learn at how these defenders and defenses move and do everything from, from seeing it. Right. Like You can watch hours and hours and hours of tape. But until you get in the situation, in the heat of the moment, when your body is kind of reacting with its, like, lizard brain, you're not going to – you don't want to, like, think about it. You want to just react to right, what's going it, on, and that's going to take time right. in the game. Yes, but he does have other things that he was able to, to solve before he got into the game. You 100%. see other quarterbacks thrown out there. Some succeed. Like, like if, C, if Jordan Love was a rookie, like C.J. Stroud – We'd be talking about Jordan Love like C.J. Stroud, right? Or uh, Richardson right now, Anthony Richardson. We'd be talking about, like, no, those guys are still TBD. But we'd be talking about Love like those quarterbacks. They'd be in a higher tier right now, in my opinion, because not only are they first-year starters, they're dropped into the league. They're trying to learn their mechanics, offenses, to the, the defenses, what they're going to do against them, and learning everything else on the fly. So uh, it, it is... It is interesting. So you're grading on a curve. Because I think the C is a fair grade. 844-770-3776. We're also asking you for embarrassing or stupid injuries that you may have. Jason, the Lions fan, chimes in. Tore my left calf drunkenly. Jumping into my brother, uh, brother-in-law's pool with a big guy over my shoulder. Oh. Uh, Daniel from... Uh, Daniel Sloth chimes in. He says uh, Justin Fields to Atlanta. Bears are now playing for Caleb Williams. That's fair, but the Bears lock it up, lock it up. The Bears have the <laughs> the advantage because right the season ended today, which will not. You have the first and second overall yes, pick. <laughs> the Bears have Carolina's pick. So here, I, I, God's honest truth: if the Bears had the first the two picks, play Carolina this I would year? yes, I would say this <laughs> oh I would say keep Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams, Drake May. Like and, get them all. <laughs> I, God's honest truth. Just collect them all. And then trade whichever one you need to get rid of there. I I mean, good God. As if the chemistry wasn't bad enough in that locker room, as it is down in Chicago. Well, they're getting rid of Chase Claypool. He seems to be a major problem there. Dave from Deerfield. Packers, one of the teams on the list there. Dave from Deerfield, our our guy who wants to get lunch with us, said, I have had the gout. It's like someone has taken a blowtorch to your ankle. Worst pain I've ever had. So, Jesse, if you are listening... You Lay see off the rich meats, bud. <laughs> well, here's why I went with the gout. We all know that I that I think there's a 
There's a case to be made. If you were going to take an animated character and turn him into a real person, uh, Bobby Hill into Jesse Nelson is not insane. <laughs> no, it's not crazy. And Bobby Hill had the gout as like a 12-year-old <laughs> in King of the Hill. And his ankle was sore and swollen, and he had the roller out on his scooter. And yeah. I just picture Jesse Nelson having to come in in a day or two with his foot up in a scooter, like one of those little scooter things. Jesse, if it makes it feel any better, back in the day it was referred to as the disease of kings. Because right. only kings could afford to eat rich enough foods to get gout. <laughs> What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? <laughs> Jesse Nelson, descended from royalty. Uh, Austin chimes in, waking up with a tremendously tremendous pain in the ankle or foot, uh, and, and is swollen is straight up the gout. Too much meat, salt, Coors Light for Jesse Nelson. I've had it. It's brutal. Get that man some cherry juice. Try some cherry juice, Jesse Nelson, if you're listening. Thank you, Austin. He chimed in on uh, at Jim and Matt. That's how you can also get into the show. Uh, 844-770-3776. We will share some stats about the uh, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, where he falls statistically so far. He's not the worst quarterback in the league, uh, for sure, but he did have the worst single-game QBR of any quarterback in the league so far. It was Daniel Jones. Now it belongs to Jordan Love. That was, I don't know if yesterday someone beat it, but seven was the number. So uh, (laughs) he has one of the best QBR ratings for a single game this year against the Bears, and now one of the worst against the Lions, which I think describes Jordan Love, which is why I put him as a C. He is very inconsistent. Yeah. He was bad the first two quarters, I thought, against the Bears. Amazing the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter didn't matter. The game managed. Yeah, three quarters against Atlanta, I thought he was doing a good job. Fourth quarter, bad. Reverse that for New Orleans, and then it was all bad against Detroit. Because I'm sorry, when you're up 27-3 to and Detroit has shut it down, I mean, they're handing the ball off, that game's over. Like, they're just riding that game out. You're essentially playing like when you played against Philadelphia. You can right. pretend that you were getting back and forth, but getting the Lions kept it. them at arm's length throughout that entire football game. By arm's length, I mean more than a score, yeah. and they did. But, Matt, we are going to talk about... The GOAT. The Green and Gold GOAT. And I guarantee you're going to put Jordan Love as one of the options for a Green and Gold GOAT at some point during the year. Last week, we started this, and now it's going to be a contest going forward starting uh, this week with the Green Bay Packers. We will do this online, so on our social media platforms, YouTube, uh, at Jim and Matt, at ESPN Madison, our TikTok, our Instagram. Make sure you're following all of them for your chance to win. And Matt and I are going to pick a Green and Gold GOAT. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Dancing Goat Distillery, a, a local distillery right here in the Madison area in Cambridge, Wisconsin. So they've partnered with us, and we're gonna we're gonna give away a bottle uh, of uh, spirits from our good friends at Dancing Goat Distillery. Ooh. And again, that's gonna be all you have to do to enter to play that is just go to our social medias when Matt and I do our Green and Gold Goat uh, contest, and if all you have to do is say. Just comment whoever you think it's going to be. You yeah. don't even have to be right. You just have to comment, and if you comment, you're entered to win that bottle. We'll give you more details as we get closer to the event. But, Matt, you and I love the folks at Dancing Goat Distillery. Yeah, I I can't say enough good things about the guys over at Dancing Goat. Nick, the head distiller, the master blender, is just Absolutely on another level when it comes to uh, when it comes to whiskeys and when it comes to bourbon in particular. He's got this really fun bourbon called a quirky and humble blend. It is a standard bourbon mash, but it's aged in this Quarkus Humboldti oak tree. And I'm telling you what, it is so different, so delicious. It's a very it's got some like very fun like floral taste to it. It it really is like a bourbon you've never had before. Check out DancingGoatDistillery.com for uh, distillery experiences and some of the wonderful products they have in their house of brands. And check out the Quirky and Humble Blend. Will you branch out and try another tree? Dancing Goat Distillery. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. injuries. We were also taking your calls on what letter grade would you give Jordan Love so far this year. I think this letter grade is going to be he's going to have more context added, Matt Hamilton, when we start talking about the tiers. Because I brought this up before. When you talk about where Jordan Love 
what his pe- what his peak could be. And I, forget about how good he'll be. Like we all agree that for the majority of his career in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was a top three QB in the league every season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right now, forget even like could he be good or not. I don't know if there'll be a time where Jordan Love will be a top three QB in his own draft class. So when you're talking about, it doesn't mean that he can't be good. But I'm just saying that, like, forget even if he's good or not good. Like, there's there's Patrick Mahomes and there's usually like Joe Burrow. There's not many QBs you put as like elite. And then there's a bunch right. of other good QBs. And like, I think that's probably where Jordan Love lands. But that's not bad. I'm just saying the Packer fans are so used to elite from Favre. To Rodgers, you might have a guy who's fringe top, like on the back end of the top 10 over and over again, which is Jimmy G's been there before. Tannehill's been there before. Right. Cousins has been there. Cousins, last I checked, I mean, is on pace get... for 51 touchdowns this year. Yeah, and he's, I think, through three games, is one of the, there's nine quarterbacks who had like a thousand yards through three games of the season, and he's one of them, along with Patrick Mahomes a couple times. So Nathan Madison chimed in with a longer story here. Again, we'll take your calls yeah. in honor of Jesse Nelson, who does not think he has the gout. That's the latest update there. He WebMD'd it, <laughs> uh, which is rare. Usually you WebMD it. Jesse probably thinks he's dying now because usually when you WebMD yeah, something, I don't think so. <laughs> it basically says you're likely dying. Yeah. Like, I, I would imagine there should be like a, a phone call service that you can call up and be like, you're not dying. You need like, an ankleectomy. Sorry, bud. <laughs> So we are taking uh, embarrassing or stupid injuries you had. Nate Madison chimes in. Once in my prime, I had to withdraw from a golf tournament because the previous weekend at a family party, my big cousin, Chris Greeson, former NFL quarterback, back up to Jake Plummer for years, uh, he was tossing the ball around in our backyard, not full speed, and I was holding my own, catching everything. Ball was sticking to my hands. I was getting a little <laughs> cocky, admittedly, and he turned it up a notch. The one ball I didn't catch cleanly broke my thumb in two places. In seconds after the injury, my thumb swole up, and it looked uh, massive. Chris Geeson never had gotten a shot. That dude had a cannon. Uh, he eventually played for the Milwaukee Iron Elite, Arena League team and threatened the TD record. I went to one of the NFL one of the games in Milwaukee. The dude tossed ten touchdowns, and former <laughs> NFL receiver. Uh, I forgot. Sidney Rice said to his uncle that Greeson was right up there with Brett Favre as far as how hard he threw the ball. So that's Nick. Nuts. Uh, congrats on having a, an awesome, awesome uh, cousin who could sling the pill. I remember the name, <laughs> and uh, that's that's not a dumb injury. It's only dumb in the idea of like you thought you could crank it up. It's yeah, just like exactly. I was like, no, that's a dumb injury. It's just like you know we're gonna have Chris Orr on a little bit later, Matt uh-huh. Hamilton, and and one Alex Stroh thinks he can race and win a race against Chris Orr, oh, no. even with a head start. And, what? And I said it'll look like the guy down in Atlanta, the Iceman who runs people down, but like Stroh's gonna pop a hammy. Because he's going to try to compete, and he's not going to. And oh, he'll, the freeze. Yeah, the freeze. Yeah, yeah, not Iceman. The freeze. And like you get a head start there, and that guy chases you down. Yeah. Like Chris Orr is just going to chase him down, but Alex is going to pop a hamstring or something like that because he's going to try to win and run as hard as he can, yeah. and that's how you pop a hamstring. And then you also have uh, – he also thinks he can catch a punt from Brad Nortman. But Brad's told stories about how – and obviously you can hear Brad 2-4 to uh, four here on ESPN Madison as part of uh, Kyle Brust and Nortman – uh, Brad, an NFL punter, that he's broken people's fingers, like trying when they try to catch the ball when it comes down. Oh, and he's, I wanna, he's I wanna them. do this now. He's cut their fingers open because that's the the seam of the the laces. Yeah. They spin so much that they can they'll they'll skin you. Now I actually really want to try. You want to be injured a too? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like our last guy that texts in. My hubris is getting the best of me right now. I think I'm I think I can handle a punt. Linger on your fingers. Hey, Mike and Sock Prairie doing the job of our producer. Who are the Who are the the uh, Brewers playing this weekend? They're playing the Arizona this Diamondbacks. Week? Yeah, well, our ticker says the Cardinals. Ah, oh, god dang it! <laughs> god dang it is right. They were playing oh. the Cardinals this past weekend. Or no, they weren't. They were playing no. before the Cubs. You just you just screwed it up. <laughs> Look, I'm just excited that they were able to win the NL Central and trounce the Cubs and the Cardinals. I'm in just the same happy season. they're playing anybody. Exactly. <laughs> Can't take anything. Mike, our honorary producer. Good Lord. Erica Thank Madison you, chimes in. Uh, cleaning the vacuum roller with scissors slipped and severed a tendon in my, tendon in my thumb. Yikes. Oh. We are taking your dumb injuries. We're also uh, taking your letter grade for Jordan Love. I have a C. Matt Hamilton has a C. Primetime Warsheim is with our audience right now. 64% of you say B. I think it's because you're grading on a curb. That's okay. 31% of you say C. 
I think he certainly is better than I expected him to play. So like I could, I understand this B. See, I think so, and that's great. I, he's doing exactly now. I had high. I mean, this is he's doing exactly what I thought he would do: be up and down mm-hmm. and not look scared and be confident because he sh- he never gave off the vibes of a guy that was going to be rattled. And then he, I think, is limited There's as far one thing as to his, not give off those vibes, but then to like hold true to that on the field and look like you are definitely, without a doubt, the field general out there. That's well, I meant even even me. when he played, like right. he just kind of gave off, like, hey, this guy is not rattled out there, and the, the situation is different. So I get what you're saying. So I just thought it's four years in the league. I just thought that would be okay, and he'd have his ups and downs, and mm-hmm. I thought he'd. I just think his his floor is high, his ceiling is lower than I th- than like a Rogers or right. elite level. Yeah. So right now, Jordan Love in the league is fifteenth in yards overall yards. Okay. So that like middle middle of the pack, right? Middle, middle of the road there. Yeah. For completion percentage, he is thirty fourth. Okay. So some. Uh, he is, is only in front of Dorian Thompson Robinson, the rookie who played for the. Um, Browns yesterday. Yeah. So that's another. You go QBR. He is. Now, he had some good ones and bad ones. He's 21st. Okay. So bottom third. Right. And then you have QB. Not bad. QB rating, 19th. Okay. Middle third. Happy there. Right. And so (laughs) now touchdowns, he's got eight, but he had three against the Bears and then three against Atlanta. And then he's had two the last two games. So. That's not necessarily where not you want ideal. it to go. You like those dispersed a little more evenly, but you know we take touchdowns so we can get them. Right? No, I mean it is it, it is kind of what it is. Now the last game helped his yards per attempt. He's six point eight, which is nineteenth. But I mean it was better. What, was he like just over five? Uh, that was taken off the Bear I, game. Yeah. Well, that was two games ago against New Orleans. He was just over yeah, five. Gotcha. It, was a, so, it yeah, was a single I, game that was really I do bad. like that Now, this last game, because they were behind, he was airing it out. So that kind of skewed it up, but the other game skewed it down. So I think it's a fair number. Yeah. Now, again, the team, and I've said this before, kind of has the training wheels on with him a little bit. Uh, as far as attempts, he's 13th. Now, again, this last game skewed it up. He was closer to about 19th before. So, right. He's a guy that right now they are treating as a game manager. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. that's his long term dest- destiny. But, but LaFleur's obviously trying to get him into a comfortable position in this offense before he dials up anything super. Because they're wild. trying to win. Yeah. And winners go to Ho Chung Gaming Madison. Maybe LaFleur and Joe Barry and Jordan Love need to go to Ho Chung Gaming Madison before their game on Sunday so they can be a winner. Winning feels good, Matt Hamilton, so go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. It feels good to win. It feels good to go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. For a loop, I love the pick. You pick this as your bump back, and this song is what? Uh, it's Greta Van Fleet, uh, Highway Tune. And this was the open for a while for the jump around. Yeah. So every time I get like a little tick, I'm like, "Wait, what's going on?" Uh, but I'm glad you picked it because these were not picks that you made your ten picks. I made my ten picks. I only three of mine made the cut, but I made ten picks. Well, you can you I'm can still adjust. get more yes, in there. I'm gonna throw more. It's in. not like. Prime I'm just going to sit on this as long as I can and feel sorry for myself. Okay. That's all I'm doing. It's not like he drew a hard line and says, no, you can't have anything else in Matt's there. Matt's dumb. His music's dumb. <laughs> but That's we need, you, we need more me. in there because we can't just have mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we got it mixed up. And you know what? I am mad. What, what? is happening? What? I just remember this right now. I'm not required to remember these sorts of things. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my job. Fish Friday's prime time. Okay, we haven't executed Fish Fridays yet because there hasn't been a Friday where both of you guys are on the show. Well, we're just going to have to do <laughs> well, it. Don't get used to it, guys. <laughs> yeah, it won't be this Friday, Friday either. <laughs> just as long as one of us is on the show, we're doing a Fish Friday. Okay. Well, just, Friday. Yeah. Well, actually, just, to, just to debut it. Then we can just do it whenever. Okay. Actually, I'm not on the show this Friday, so we're not going to do it this Friday. <laughs> oh, man. See what I'm <laughs> saying? This See what I'm dealing with? <laughs> Neither of my hosts are okay. here on Fridays. <laughs> but... Fair. 
<laughs> we just have to get it going. So if one of us All is right, in on a Friday, as long as one of us is in, we roll it. Then we keep it okay. going. Okay. You don't have to hold it for us. True. I'm sure other people like fish music. It was a good idea, Matt Hamlet. God, so dang good. it! And then show just up now. That'll no, no. no. <laughs> just I've been here on Fridays, That's right? A booty, Jim. I've uh, done shows on a Friday more than Matt. That's okay. Sure. So Fair. there. Yeah, we should have right. done that one of the days. All right, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. It's not even that. It's not like an opener to just play bump music from Wait, Fish on okay. a Friday. Okay, <laughs> but I want us all to be here to experience together for the first time. It's a special moment for us. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> it ain't happening in October, friend. <laughs> all, right. all right, Fish Friday's in uh, December then. <laughs> right, so just we're just going to have to do it, Ryan. All right. We can all get together on a Friday and have a fish fry and a gummy and enjoy fish Fridays on our own as well. But we have to do it on the air. That's People true. want it. They don't know they want it, but they want it. They've been... <laughs> We have been keeping it from him. Uh, yeah. Give the people what they want. That's more Matt Ham- That's more fish. Need more cowbell. Need more fish. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. Primetime Warshawn behind the glass. Just dropping the ball left and right. And I'm going to be honest. What are you pointing to your foot for? I want to tell you my injury story. Oh, okay. So we'll get to your injury <laughs> story. Just behind the scenes, you can see this on YouTube. And I was like, what is he pointing to his foot for? Oh, I thought uh, he'd figure it out. How would you grade Jordan Love as a quarter uh, at the quarterback, um, quarter mark, excuse me, uh, this season? That's our first Iron Jack poll question. 63% of you say B, 31% of you say C, and then the other two are just outliers. It's barely. <laughs> 4% of you say A, and 2% of you say D or F, which is. That's rough. I can't. I can't. That's a rough grade. Yeah, I, I would not give it or F. I would give. I think like just, if I was going with the pluses or minuses, I I would lean a little more C plus. I'm yeah. sure you'd still be C, but yeah, he's a solid. He's solidly a C. Yeah, I I like C plus. Even I could I would have humored and listened to uh, little Wooly up there with his uh, uh, B minus. Wooly bully. But I was just, you know. We're going hard letter grades. He's a C right now. So we are uh, taking your calls in honor of Jesse Nelson, who missed William Tausch today. It's not like he had to run a marathon or do anything physical today. He just had to physically be here and produce William Tausch. That was too much for him and his tender ankle. So in honor of him and his embarrassing injury, uh, I want your embarrassing injury. So, Matt, you got one to share? Yeah, this one, it's embarrassing because of the situation. Uh I was younger, still playing junior curling, and I was, the state championship, junior state championship, was up near Wausau, and one of our friends or on my team, uh, his family had a cabin up there, so we decided instead of staying at a hotel or anything like that, this is kind of before even Airbnb was like a thing or even popular, we thought we'd stay at their family cabin, 20 minutes away from the curling club, no big deal. Well, mind you, this is winter and it's on a lake, and we thought it would be a good idea between games at the state championship, trying to get to the national championship for curling, that hockey, ice skating would be a great idea. And I go, you know, two hours playing hockey, no injury. And I'm going to untie my skates. I'm sitting on a rock, and I'm untying my skates over the, you know, more rocks, kind of like on the shoreline. And I don't know how, but I slip and I fall off from seated down like a rock level. And I bruise this, bruise my tailbone so bad. And I'm playing a position where you're supposed to be able to take another stone out of play. And mind you, I'm 17 years old, like should be strong. I could barely throw it hard enough to take one rock out of play, like I, we had to change our entire team strategy because I couldn't throw a shot because <laughs> I hurt my butt. And we did it like, this was like in the morning. We had a game that afternoon, so I didn't even have time to like ice it or anything. Like I was unlacing my skates to go to the game and then somehow slipped off my seat and bruised my tailbone. Uh, pretty embarrassing. Don't recommend playing, being a multi-sport athlete during your biggest tournament of the season. <laughs> I uh, felt like uh, Devin Williams. Dave, uh, right? Dave from Deerfield, our lunch friend, wants to chime in. He's asking prime time to play uh, where I said the Bears outsmarted the Packers getting Chase Claypool. <clears throat> that didn't work out for the Bears, but it still holds true. What would the Packers have done, assuming they're a better organization, if they had Chase Claypool? Could he have been a better last year? Could he have gotten them the win, one more win to get them into the playoffs? I don't so, think like, he was making that. I don't think he was moving the needle that way. 
You don't you don't think that Claypool going to a team like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers would not have helped them get one more win? I would say they had a lot of rookie route runners last year. True, but I would say considering what Claypool has shown, but that's at, again, in the locker room we're assuming it's Chicago? a that's a Chicago thing. He Do was productive think, but, in, but he had the same issues in Pittsburgh. But he was still productive in Pittsburgh. There's he a difference will, between being a turd and unproductive. <laughs> an unproductive turd. We're familiar a, with those in Green Bay. And, and a productive turd are two different things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I'm just saying that, like, yes, the Bears screwed up the pick, but keeping him from the Packers still worked for the you Bears. You calling Rodgers a productive turd? Uh, I'd say he was a mega productive turd, actually. <laughs> the most productive, most, most productive turd. He's up there. The most productive turd you could. Uh, Hall of Fame productive turd <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers. Call him, just enshrine Mr. Hankey, because that is <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Deep South Park, Park Deep South Park Bowl. Is that a deep one? That's from my era of when I watched it. Yeah, that was pretty – I mean, yeah, that's been a that's So been a in 2022 with Pittsburgh in eight games, got 30, he caught 32 passes for 300 yards and a touchdown. Just eight games? Injury? Uh, well, then he was traded to Chicago. Oh. So turd, but even that might have been enough. Like that, not them. I'm not saying they should have traded for him. The Bears screwed it up totally. But the, honestly, the only win the Bears got out of it is that getting Claypool maybe kept the Packers and Rodgers from getting that last extra win to get there. That's not insane. I'm, we have no way to know it's it. Not but insane. No. It, it is enough because they were right there on the. It's not like they were literally what. Right. A, I just a quarter, a quarter of what. Yeah, yeah. So they were right there. I like to made a think difference. that like the Rodgers effect, just having like a guy that everybody in the league like him or hate him, you know how good he is. I feel like when you have a quarterback like that, there's some people will buckle down a little bit more in a situation like that. Like Tom Brady was able to rein in Randy Moss for a season. Claypool was yeah. more productive with Roethlisberger than he was with Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, True. Justin Fields. Okay, I could see that argument of Aaron Rodgers being no, a better again, quarterback. By, no, the Bears the s- screwed that up so bad they would have much rather had a second round pick this year than another player that could have been on this team what helping them out. Thirty third overall pick, right? Yeah, it was yeah. it was a horrendous trade for Chicago. I'm saying honestly, the only silver lining they had is that they kept them out of Green Bay which is a stupid silver lining, but Green Bay not getting him still might have kept them out of the playoffs. It, to the point where they want him now. They're rumored as one of the teams. Now, they want him for like a fifth or sixth round pick, but like they're still interested in the turd. Yeah, but it's they want to enough. polish it up and put it in green and gold and <laughs> I, send it out there. I'd take a turd for a sixth round pick. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's different when it's a sixth round pick versus yeah, a yeah, Chicago, like they lost the trade with the Steelers. They, oh, the Packers sure. are ancillary, and I don't think it's a W for the Packers because... They no. could have been in the playoffs last year if they had Chase Claypool. Would you? Yeah. Let me ask you like this: Would you have given up a second round pick if Claypool guaranteed you in the playoffs last year? No, because I still think they would have lost first round right. in the playoffs. I don't think it makes a difference yeah. overall. With you would have, you would have, you would have not have wanted yeah, to go to playoffs. No, I probably would have taken one more Rodgers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I take the last like one more playoff Rodgers run, whether it's one game or. Maybe he snuck one out. Who knows? But here's but, my thing. Yeah. If, they, if they make that trade, they don't have Jaden Reed on this team right now. And I think Jaden Reed's going to be a really good player going forward. And yeah. honestly, I'm all in on the love era, guys. I'm on the love train. I know you are. We know. <laughs> good Lord. We'll uh, have Nate, to figure out where everyone else is on the love meter. Well, yeah, we'll do the love meter a little bit later. I also want to start talking tears. Like, where does he fall? If we just removed quarterbacks who have started, let's say, five years are starting or under. Okay. Is he top 10? We'll play a little Tinder time. We will do that after we have Chris Orr. We have Chris Orr coming up next. Nate chimes in. I appreciate your demands for Fish Friday, Jim. The people want this. 844-770-3776. I have one more in here. Uh, JJ and Poinette chimes in with an embarrassing story for his mom. I nearly got guillotined by a full-length round corner mirror my dad was supposed to install and my sisters had been warned not to play with, but did. It was against the wall in our playroom and that had uh, the other air conditioner in it. I kicked it in my sleep at 3 a.m., blood everywhere, seven stitches in my forehead. Wow. So I got one that I will share that happened to my brother. I was... I think we were, I think we were playing. I don't think I was trying to hurt him, but who knows. We were... <laughs> I mean, like, I wasn't trying to have this happen, but we were back at our old house in Fort Atkinson, and it was a finished basement, but it was like old school finished basement, like no like heat or anything. That, like, mm-hmm. so you had like the little space heater things. It was the ones that looked like the old school water heaters, like the water heated, uh, you know, like yeah. in the New York apartment. So it was one like that, but it was plugged in against the wall. And this is why they don't make these things anymore. <laughs> so I'm chasing my brother around, but I think it was like more goofy than like mad. And my brother falls, 
cracks his head open on the. He like, had to go get yeah. stitches. Caught the corner there, and we had to go to the hospital. He had to get stitches uh, for that. Yep. Yep. Classic dumb injury. It's classic dumb injury. My brother's got a few. I can share another one with you uh, after the break. But we got Chris Orr, so we'll get back to dumb injuries a little bit later. We got Chris Orr coming up next. But maybe uh, if you have a dumb injury, you can revive (laughs) your uh, injury and get back to your athletic career. Nah, not really with Revive Restoration, but they can help you if you did something dumb to your house or something dumb happened to your house. That's right. You know, that Revive cannot help you with your injuries, but they can help with accidents to your property, whether it's your business or your home. Revive Restoration is detail-oriented and efficient as they make things right again from things like water damage, fire, smoke, mold, storm damage, and a whole lot more. Revive Restoration has your home covered 24-7, 365 days a year. They've got an emergency line at revivepros.com you can go online get your emergency cleaned up fast my friend phil had a flood on sunday tuesday he had a dry basement getting his life back on track they can do that for you as well there's no project too big or too small so the next time you need help restoring your home or small business revive restoration should be your first and only call former badger chris Orr coming up next to talk some badger football You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? He knows what it takes to win. Any road win in this conference is a big deal. This was exactly what this program needed. Am I like onto the college football playoff? No. Yeah. Where are our standards? Do we do we elevate them or no? It's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. At sack for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. This song reminds me of a text I sent to Chris Orr. It was, I believe it's the Virginia Tech Pokies. Uh, they start their game, Matt Hamilton, with Enter Hokies what with I an H? That's what I said. Oh, I thought I heard Pokies. Why would they be the Pokies? I have no <laughs> idea. I thought you said Pokies. Hokies. Got a horrible team name. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Giannis, that's a good The Wisconsin Slow Ashes. No, it's the <laughs> po- Pokies. <laughs> so the Hokies uh, come out with Enter Sandman. And that's the whole stadium loses their mind. They're all wear a lot of times they wear white for like a whiteout. Right. It's a whole thing. Like that's how the players enter the stadium. You know what I didn't see in these videos? Empty seats. And we have this problem at Camp Randall of like the college students, and I get it. But we have to we kinda get them to want to be at Camp Randall. Like, why are we all doing all this old guy stuff like come to the games and watch the game, stop drinking? How about we say we're gonna make the start of this game the place to be? We're going to make it this badass way to kick off the game. Now, Chris Orr, you, I think you're the one that told me that they don't use the old U2 song anymore to come out. I had Brian Bott, uh, a former Badger trainer, chime in on social media. He said they should just start the game with the jump round. Have the players come out to the jump round. Everyone will be there. All those asses will be in their seats at that point. <laughs> but, Chris, do you think that the Badgers could use a little oof like that to get the game started? And actually, fill, I think they would fill up Camp Randall at the start of the game if there was a little more juice to start it up. Because look, Matt, Matt, you do that. You think there's not partying in Virginia Tech? You think those kids well, aren't mean, getting hammered? Not like, not oh. like they're doing it in Wisconsin. Oh, Gainesville? That's why Wisconsin's known as like one of the biggest party one schools. Gainesville the- is one of the biggest party schools. Athens is one of the biggest party but that's schools. Not they the show Hokies, up. That's not but, Virginia. Okay, but at- Georgia shows up. Florida shows up. Yeah, but we're not talking about Georgia. But or they're Florida. bigger party schools in Wisconsin. They often win biggest party school. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, Matt. You just you're giving them a they pass. Just, that's, no, they, that's because Wisconsin is graded professionally, and these guys are still amateur partiers. No, you, you just pump yourself <laughs> up. You're just pumping yourself up. I guarantee Florida parties as hard as Wisconsin does. All right, Chris. <laughs> I do. Yeah, Florida definitely parties hard. Uh, I think that we should bring back the old tradition, man. Uh, you know, I always hear. I used to always hear the stories with some of the older players where they would tell us that they would actually go through the stands and through the concourse and come down that main ramp that's right behind the uh, goalpost over yeah. where the uh, van usually sits. And I think cool. if you bring that back, I think that'll bring some excitement or even something as simple as I don't know. 
I don't know, maybe we stamp your the first however many hundred students. And if you're over 21, you get a free beer, you partner with Wando's or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, Coors Light will give us free beer for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Incentivize it. Well, and so to what you're talking about, that seems a little bit similar as like Auburn or Alabama. Like, like mm-hmm. we can debate, and I get it. Like, was Madison the party school? But people party in the South, man. Like, they get after it, especially it's yeah. warm all the time down there. Yet, those kids, because it's a tradition, those kids, they get up maybe a little bit earlier. Like, they're ready to party. Uh, they still, mm-hmm. but they still do all these pregame traditions. So, I just think if you have a tradition, whatever it is, they will come. I like your idea, Chris. Matt, what's your, what's your billion, billion dollar idea to get people to show up? Because they party at Lambeau, people show up. Honestly, I would, I would probably take to, to the media and, if I was like a coach or something, I'd be like, you know what? If if you're gonna complain about the Badgers and us not starting hot and then show up middle of the second quarter, that's just as much on you because we need that energy for our players to get hype. I would I would put the ball in the fans' court and be like, you know what? You're part of the reason we're at slow. Start. You sound like an old man. I like right that. Now. I like that. Here's the thing. So I, many coaches have already like, done that. That though. might sound like an old man or an old man. Coaches move, have done that already. But though. I know how exciting it is to play in front of fans, and if you still see them filing in, it is tough to get hype. You, if, if you're a real fan, which all of us Wisconsin clams fan to uh, claim to be, if you're a real fan, you and you know that that team's going to feed off your energy. Get there, get there for kickoff. Be there for them coming out, coming out of the tunnel. This isn't. We don't the Badgers. If we have to go ahead and incentivize our fans by we do though. giving them free beer and stuff like that, like that's that's pathetic. The idea that you get a free T-shirt at the game if you show up early—that's not enough for you to be excited for a Badger game, to be excited to watch your team under this new era try and just dominate the West in the Big Ten. Like, come on. If that can't get you excited, <laughs> I don't know I what can. I just think we need Matt Hamilton just giving uh, like lectures to the students. Yeah. Send him to the UW. Put me in a car with a bullhorn and let's drive up. Uh, um, get in a car, we'll drive losers. Up Regent We're Street. going to Camp Randall. We'll drive up Regent Street on game day. And like 20 <laughs> minutes before kickoff, I'll start berating people. Hey, you and the Badgers, yeah, what are you not doing at the game? <laughs> get they off should, my they should let them. They should let us. They should let somebody get up in the stands or something with a mic, man, and just yeah. be like, man, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes before the game, we're going to allow fans to give your best pregame speech or whatever. What? Or any student, if you show your WIS card, you get a <laughs> you get a pregame speech to the team 10 minutes before the game. I don't know, man. How about Some, in-house something DJ? To incentivize I just think if there's a tradition. in-house DJ? There's get, an in-house DJ. No, but like... As a personality, get him uh, out there. Get him yeah, like yeah. actually like a like yeah, yeah. what you see, no, like or, an actual DJ. Or shame him. Hey, you in the red shirt? Why are you so late to this game? <laughs> and like just call him <laughs> out, <laughs> calling out people, showing Put him up on late. the big screen. <laughs> shame <laughs> him. Hey, but I just think if you made it a, the place to be, sometimes they the would show up. Not enough. Sometimes you need the stick. Yeah, but we haven't made it. We haven't given a carrot. Like to Chris's point, that would be a carrot. Have the players come through. Are you through. kidding me? I think if you showed up early enough to the first game, you got one of those sweet bucket hats. Okay. I didn't make it for it. <laughs> I was late. <laughs> but Matt, not everyone is a, is a gear junkie like you. Like. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely a gear junkie. Fair. <laughs> if it's free, it's me. It's Matt Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, the Badgers will get to Rutgers, but they have lucked into, and I'm not no shade on Deacon Hill, but he's not going to have a lot of uh, reps going into the game against the Badgers because the starting quarterback, uh, McNamara, I believe, for Iowa, done for the year now. Deacon Hill, for now, is the guy, former Badger quarterback, uh, decently recruited guy. I mean, no shade on him, just the, the sheer youth of him. Plus, Iowa's struggled offensively already with an experienced QB. It does set the Badgers up for success, which is for one of the games where you thought was a big uh, totem this this year for the Badgers was to get back the trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's an important game uh, for the program, you know, and for the fickle era, for sure. Uh but you know, man, Deacon's gonna come in there with some with some fire. You know, oh, yeah. they got they got Deacon, they got uh, Keller Christ is on the staff, uh, John Budmeyer is on the staff, so they're definitely gonna come with some fire. Deacon knows some of these guys, and he knows if somebody can't cover. But at the same time, our defensive guys know what Deacon likes to do. They know when he likes to force the ball, whatever. But man, Deacon has a big arm, man. I'm happy for Deacon. I'm happy that he's getting the opportunity because uh, I always thought he was a good quarterback. Definitely a pro style quarterback. He wouldn't have fit. He would not have fit this new uh, scheme at all. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that's definitely a help. That's definitely a help for us for sure. But at the same time, man, that Iowa defense looks good, man. Cooper DeGene, man, I saw him come alive last year when we played him. He got a pick six and a punt return for a touchdown, and they they can definitely flip the field. So, but but it'll definitely be a help. It'll definitely propel us. Uh, I just I just hope that we're not overlooking Rutgers to get to Iowa, just because that is such a big game and such a traditional game and all of that. Because Rutgers is a good team, man. They I like their quarterback. Uh, they always play tough on defense and. It's something that I think uh, people don't think about is that when you play some of these other teams that run this RPO style offense is that their defense is accustomed to that. I always thought, at least, you know, when I was a player, that we kind of had a slight advantage over a lot of teams because you don't typically see, you know, power 20 times a game and you don't see fullback belly. Like, you don't see that <laughs> too much now. <laughs> granted, granted. Mainly, you just gotta strap up your chin strap and you know bite down on your mouthpiece a little bit, but it's not something that you that you're accustomed to. Now the defenses that we face, you know, they're gonna be used to that for the for the most part at least. And now it's gonna be our defense. Who, granted, we have guys that have been in this scheme for a while. They've played in the Big Ten for a while. You know, they've seen the power in practice. They saw it, you know, playing against Iowa and all of that. But when we get to that game, it's definitely gonna be a different look. And these guys have to be ready to to, to play. Right, I'm I'm super pumped for this game, partially because this is kind of a new Big Ten team that we get to yep. play, and we get to call a part of this like rival conference in the Big Ten. We have beaten them four times of the four times we played them, and we have not they have not come within fourteen points. Do you think that streak stays alive? Badgers fourteen minus fourteen. Do you like that? Ooh. I think we win. I don't know if it's minus 14, man. I, I, I really like their offense. That quarterback that they have now, man, he – I want to say he might have made his first start against us in uh, 2021 or something like that. He was a young guy then, and now you're kind of seeing all of their young players are older with experience now. They're playing with more confidence. So they're they're definitely a confident bunch. They're a team that – they're they're flying high right now, man. They just came off of a 50-point win. Granted, it was against uh, Wagner, but – even against Michigan, man, they had Michigan biting their nails for a little while in that first half. So this team is going to show up ready to play. I, I know that Coach Coachiano is going to have them ready. They, they're going to be physical. They're going to be exactly what you expect out of a Big Ten team. I, I think that mainly what we have to corral is that quarterback, man, because he can run. He can sling it. Uh, he throws the ball at different arm angles for sure. I, I really like him a lot. But at the same time, he's not as elusive as like Cam Ward or anything like that. So right. it's not too much of a fear. It's, it's a different style of running quarterback. He's more of like a power guy, which will I think will work out in our advantage. Well, Chris, uh, we uh, wasted all our time with you talking about what the Badgers do to start it up. But we do have plenty of people <laughs> chiming in, in front, including our friend Dan from Simpson Chevy in Mount Horeb, saying the, up, the walk-up music, new walk-up music would help. It yeah. would help even for the fans who are there. Uh, Chris, uh, I guess before that you go, though, what's your score prediction? Ooh, ooh, okay. I'm gonna go, uh, man. I'm gonna go 35-28 badges. Okay. Or 35. Ah, 35-24. Okay. Not giving them the like 14. <laughs> no, I was hoping you were gonna do the math wrong and still give them like a 17 point win. <laughs> hey, 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 I almost did before I said 24. I almost said 35-21. I'm not gonna. <laughs> 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 Almost uh, got you, you sneaky Chris Orr. <laughs> That's Guap, his alter ego. Yeah, Guap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, thanks so much for hopping on with us. All right, appreciate y'all, man. Almost constant. All right, that's former Badger Chris Orr. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.